So today was Apple WWDC developer keynote and they had some pretty big announcements, especially if you're an iOS or an iPadOS user. And I'd imagine a lot of you could be iOS users. If not, I imagine if you use tablet, you're probably using an iPad. The only good ones out there, I, in my opinion at least, are Samsung ones. But anyway, so let's get started. So first thing we're going to go into is iOS and iPadOS. They do them separately at WWDC now, but I'm going to do them together as there's only a couple of minor differences between the two. Kind of. Okay, so iOS first, because some of the features from iOS carry into the iPadOS, so it's more so it's easier for me to do one than the other. So first thing that I think a lot of you will notice when you first do it, and it's going to be the most noticeable, is normally when you get a phone call on your iOS device, it will take up the entire screen. That's no longer going to happen. So now they're just changing it so it's a so it's a small thing at the top and whilst you're using your phone. If you're not using your phone, I don't know what happens. I'm assuming it'll probably stay as full screen notifications, just because it makes a lot more sense. But anyway, that's a nice small change. I definitely think I'm going to prefer it. I like just having a small thing on my Android phone. It makes it a lot more similar. The second one is widgets. So you all, you've all probably come across it once, even if by accident. On the left, there's this widgets page where you can get these widgets and things. You'll now be able to put those directly on home screen. So there go multiple different ones, and you can have them different sizes, different shapes. They can show you certain amounts of data, or not much data. You can have them showing the most, or not none at all, basically none at all. It's all very customizable. And the third big user experience change is the way that the uh, apps are handled. So now with your app pages, you can select to only have one or two being shown. And then when you when you're on your last page, if you swipe again, you'll get the app gallery. I think it's the app gallery. I can't remember what it's called now, but basically it group it automatically groups all of your icons. So if you imagine the Android app drawer, but it's automatically grouping your icons. So just imagine that basically it automatically groups your icons for you. Personally, I'm looking forward to try to seeing this. I probably won't be able to try it out on my own device. As I say, I will be sticking with Android at least for this year. I'm going to go into that at the end of this. But you know, I'm definitely liking the direction that Apple is taking iOS in recently. And I was almost about to say I'm going to get an iPhone, but I just can't do some major things that are going on at the moment with Apple. Now, the second thing though that happened that was announced and. This is just a small change to messages. So messages, you can now pin your conversations and you can set, if you're in a group conversation, A, you can do inline replies. So if someone sends you mess, send a message, you can reply inline to them. So it makes it more obvious who you're replying to. And another thing that you can do is you can create an icon for your group. So you can pin conversations to the top you can set an icon for groups. And finally, you can reply inline sound message to make it more obvious to who you're replying to. Definitely helpful if you're in a massive group chat where people are always talking. Uh, iPadOS is a few small differences. I don't think it's anything major. They kind of, kind of, I'm quite glad that they did, but it's also kind of unfortunate. They, so you've got everything in iOS. So everything that was announced in iOS, I think apart from the app launcher, 
as far as I can tell. Apart from the app launcher, you've got everything in iOS. <coughs> and then, but you've also got some redesigned apps. So they're redesigning a few of the apps in there to give them a more a more computer style feel really. And it's definitely, I'm definitely glad that they are. I think my iPad Air 2 should still get them. So, you know, it's definitely gonna be good. And if it does still come to the iPad Air 2 and beyond, that's definitely a good thing. So, <clears throat> that kind of iPad OS and iOS. They're also updating maps as well. Oh, and if you're someone who uses apps who say you want easy way to pay but don't want to install loads of apps on their phone, uh, they're now called App Clips. So, if you've ever used an Android phone, you'll know Instant Apps. It's a small, it's not used by a very big subset of people of app developers at all. It's pain to, it's a massive pain to develop for. If I'm totally honest with you, but what it, what they allow you to do for Android is when you're on the developers page, you can press on the Instant App, and it gives you kind of a trial version of the app without installing it on your phone. The new version of this, the version of this for Apple has is slightly better in my opinion. So you can now develop now developers and stores can create a small version of their app or they can just create a small app clip and you will tap an app tag basically called an app I think called an Apple app tag or something. Something like that. And basically you tap it and that will then bring up a small notification or you can scan it. So you tap it or you scan it and that will bring up a small thing at the bottom of your screen and you can press the open button on there and that will open you into it. So say you're going to rent out a scooter or a bike and you just want to kind of tap and rent it out. That's what this girl allows you to do. It's definitely good for people who don't want to install a load of apps on their phone. And the good thing about all of this is you won't even have to enter, enter payment information. If the developer supports it, then there'll be an option to sign sign to pay with Apple Pay just straight on there. So you'll be able to tap one button, authenticate, and you'll be done. As for macOS, there aren't as many major changes for macOS. They've redesigned apps slightly to give them a much more modern feel. And the taskbar has also been reimagined to be a bit more floaty. Again, more modern feel. Uh, the control center for is now on macOS. And the notification center has been changed, so now you click on the time in the top right. Another thing that has changed, I believe, is oh god, which one was this? Uh, oh yeah, they've also redesigned the layout of app menus at the top of the menu bar at the top, so it will translate, it will become color that's a bit more fluid with your wallpaper. And they've also re-spaced the uh, menu items just to give it a bit more space and make it a bit easier to navigate. So definitely some very interesting things for those three. As for watchOS, there's a little bit of updating. I missed the Apple TV part. I just realised that I will add that in in tomorrow's episode. But for watchOS, they're now allowing you to create a lot more customised watch faces. And you'll also be able to share watch faces and download recommended watch faces. So say if a company creates an app for what for watchOS and then they want you and then they have a customized watch face that works perfectly using I can't remember what it was that they call them now. I really uh and then they create a customized watch face, you'll be able to download that from the website or activate it from the website on your Apple Watch. 
So definitely very good for customization in that regard. So there's a lot more customization coming to iOS as a whole, like to the iOS and Apple devices ecosystem in a whole. I personally am really liking the direction Apple is taking this in. Oh, they've also redesigned search on the iPad. That was the one thing I couldn't remember. So actually there's a few things that I just remembered two things, sorry. So first thing is Apple Pencil. So you'll now be able to write in text field in a text field in say Safari. So if you're in Safari, in the address bar, you'll be able to, to write with your Apple Pencil, google.com. And as long as your handwriting is clear enough, then it will recognize that and just go straight to Google. And same for the new redesigned search. They built it from the ground up and changed the name of it to Universal Search. So you can start all of your web searches. They do automatically go to Safari, and as far as I'm aware, there is no way to change that. Bit of a bummer, not gonna lie. I was hoping they would announce the default apps thing that was theorized. I was definitely looking forward to it. But that hasn't happened, and to be fair, Safari is an amazing browser. They just need to update the UI a little bit, in my opinion. The way that tabs work, I just wish they were at the very top and not kind of underneath the address bar. But kind of inconvenience, it's a good app. And then secondly, what was second? Oh yeah, they've completely redesigned the way that the search looks. So again, they've made it so a lot of things don't take up the entire screen. So Siri has also had a slight redesign. It completely flew over my head. It was one of the minor announcements actually. So now it's just a small icon that appears either at the bottom of your iPhone or in the bottom right of your iPad. And it allows you to see what's on the screen. So you can reference things that are on the screen whilst also talking to Siri so it makes it much easier if you want to use Siri to say add things to your grocery list it's definitely going to be a lot better for that <coughs> so but again done a lot of things in a way of just adding more context into what you're doing so I'm definitely looking forward to it as for macOS they redesigned Safari slightly on macOS as well which I think is great so now there's if I'm right there is, yeah, so on macOS, there is now a new app page, it's more customizable, again, customizability, definitely coming into macOS and every single Apple ecosystem as far as I can tell. And we've also redesigned really new tabs and everything, it's really nice, it looks really good. So that's kind of all of the key announcements there. One last thing, oh yeah, Apple Silicon. So. As I said in ye in yesterday's episode, the I think it was the later episode, yeah, the later episode after weekly roundup, Apple is moving to on to their own silicon. They haven't said it's ARM, but it's Apple's own silicon. So Adobe and Microsoft have actually both been developing Office for Mac already, and they've already known about this. So if you're worried about your Adobe suites or your office suites you don't have to be worrying about it they've got off to a great start with both of those i'm definitely looking forward to this and they are saying that in two years all mac devices will be swapped to their own silicon however if you have an intel device don't worry they are planning on supporting updates for you for a very long time so that's definitely good to hear i was kind of like oh no i'm just about to i was thinking about getting a mac possibly in a couple of years time I'll probably wait till the ARM transition is over, see how that's gone. I can definitely see the, the Apple Silicon becoming a lot more popular than Windows on ARM though. 
it just sounds easier to develop. It just sounds like it's going to be an easier transition and they've handled it a lot better. All developers have two years to fully transition over for new devices, but if you do want to develop Intel devices, you do got a few years left to go and they do have new Intel based devices in the pipeline. So they're not exactly just shutting down Intel saying, okay, no more Intel. They're saying you've got two years until everything is fully transitioned. I'm looking forward to seeing some performance improvements. I believe with Apple's own silicon, they've demonstrated amazing ability with their with their ones for their mobile devices, and I am looking forward to seeing seeing the same thing carried over to their Mac computers. Uh yeah, that is it in about 13 minutes actually. You can get through it quite quickly. So let's go through the main features in a small checklist. So iOS and iPad OS, widgets on so iOS, widgets on home screen. New app launcher after and more customizability for app pages, and smaller notification and smaller Siri pop up, as well as a smaller phone pop up if you're currently using your device. A smaller V, and then iPad OS. You've got the same smaller phone and video chat pop ups. Uh, oh, iMessage message for both of them has been changed slightly with pins on on messages. And then again, the Siri pop up, and for iPad to search and Apple and Apple Pencil scribbles. Don't forget as well, iPhone again. I've got is app clips, so the small mini apps that don't take up a lot of space on your device. For macOS, redesigned uh, bar at the bottom. I think it's the launch bar. I can't remember what it's called. Re I think the dock. Re redesigned dock. Uh, redesigned kind of list, so to make it a bit more spaced out. Redesigned apps to make them seem a bit nicer and a bit more modern. Definitely wish Windows were following their lead with that one. Uh, oh, control control panel, control center even has now been brought over to Mac, and notifications have been changed so you access it by pressing on the time in the top right. Watch OS, new customizable watch faces. Uh, yeah, WatchOS didn't have many massive announcements for it, as far as I'm aware. Again, sorry if I'm wrong. And Apple TV, I completely missed. I actually had to go just before that part. Okay, so I'll do that in tomorrow's episode. But, you know, Apple has made some massive strides with it. But, unfortunately, it's such a shame. I was really hoping that today they would announce something that would put this whole base camp and this whole lawsuit behind them. And by just saying, we're changing the way the app still works completely. And just getting rid of that 30% fee, it would have been amazing to see. And they said, and like if they just did that, it would have been really good to see them just kind of, you know, acknowledging it and saying, hey, we're just gonna get rid of the fees. Anyway, that is everything for today's episode on WWDC. There were a few other stories, but I think I'm going to skip on the individual stories. However, I will do a few readouts, which I can scroll down my feed here see the first one that I'm most interesting. So Apple TV 4K will finally play YouTube in 4K with T TVOS 14 update. Uh, Net Netflix is now streaming Avatar The Last Airbender in HD. Oh, Microsoft have, Microsoft is apparently killing Mixer and as far as I'm aware and as well was it, oh my god. Okay, the smaller announcements have been completely swallowed by 
all of Apple's announcements out for good reason. <sighs> yeah, so Microsoft is officially shutting down Mixer and partnering with Facebook Gaming. I'm surprised about that actually. How apparently it's starting to do with a strategic move for the future of Xbox. So, you know, I'm going to go into this story right now. So Mixer is closing on July 22nd and is moving existing partners over to Facebook Gaming, which means Mixer partners and streamers will be transitioned to Facebook Gaming and Microsoft will no longer operate Mixer as a service. They've struggled to reach the scale needs for Mixer to compete with Twitch, YouTube and even Facebook Gaming. And as they started pretty far behind in terms of Mixer's monthly active users, they were very com- behind compared to other big players. Microsoft's head of gaming says that the Microsoft community is going to benefit from the broad audience Facebook has brought through their properties. I personally never used any of this, however, this is all going to be tran- transitioned and all mixed sites and apps are automatically redirecting to Facebook gaming. Existing mix of partners are being guaranteed granted partner status with Facebook Gaming and any streamers using the Mixed Monetization program will be granted eligibility for Facebook's Level Up program. Mixed of viewers with outstanding Ember credits, channel subscriptions or Mixed Pro subscriptions will receive Xbox gift card credit. This is one that's strategic in order as xCloud is currently being brought up and is about to come in. And apparently they will work closely with Facebook to bring xCloud to Facebook Gaming, allowing viewers to click and immediately play games that people are streaming. Now this is quite close to Stadia actually, however, I think this could probably work closer, better than Google's in my opinion, because one problem with Google is I haven't actually seen that happening anywhere. It could just be me not watching many games on there, and I will give it a go, but... Don't forget, Google doesn't really have many games on there to be done, so, you know. Now, Microsoft have a decision between ditching Mixer, selling it off, or investing more money in it. And it definitely made the right decision. Start quote, it wasn't as much about return on sale, it was about finding a partnership that was the best for the community and streamers, end quote. That's what Phil Spencer said. Start quote, we think this is it and it gives us a great place to launch more xCloud content and give gamers the ability to play from there. End quote. Microsoft has talked about reaching 2 billion games with its vision for xCloud. But Mixer isn't in a strong enough position to help achieve that. However, I would definitely say that Facebook is much better at giving the opportunity. Now, Ninja and other Mixer streamers are free to return to Twitch. And xCloud is, we don't know when xCloud will show up in Facebook gaming. However, it is a key part of a new partnership. And I myself am definitely looking forward to it. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And that is kind of today's main top story apart from <coughs> obviously all the Apple stuff. I literally just scrolled down and found that. So, you know, that shows how much you can do. Now, Microsoft also gave up on Groove Music when they partnered with Spotify, so this isn't completely unprecedented. However, that partnership wasn't super close or meaningful to end users, and this opportunity is quite a close one. So, there. So, we've been to each other's offices, and this is definitely going to be something that is going to be a big part of it. So, Microsoft is going to keep hold of the technology that power Mixer and supported collaborative and low latency streaming features as Microsoft Teams will start to pass with this technology in the future to improve real-time interactivity 
and low latency streaming. So Mixer developers involved in this are remaining at Microsoft, so they're not laying as many people off. They're just moving them on to new projects. So it's definitely good to see that they're not laying everyone off. We don't know how many people could be laid off by this, or if any even will. But it's definitely good to see that they are trying to keep some people and transition them on to a new project. So yeah, that is, that is a big top stories today. There's too many Apple stories to redo really anything else today. So hey, we got one on Mixer. So hope you've enjoyed it. If you need to have a WWDC conference, it's about two hours. There are some other 14 minutes. It's including by The Verge. Definitely go check those out if you don't want to watch the whole two hours. Visit the Dynamics Digital World. I'm Luke. Thanks for listening.